thank you for joining me for today's Beast Watch News Update. News from the Internet's most comprehensive Bible prophecy news website, BeastWatchNews.com. I'm Kimberly Rogers Brown. The world's enemies are setting their traps, and Yahweh has set his traps, too, both for his people and those who are not his. The odd thing is that the traps which the enemy thinks he is setting are the same ones that Yahweh is setting. In other words, Yeshua plans to snare and destroy his enemy in the same traps the enemy is setting for others. These traps are the COVID biological weapon, the White Houses and Jerusalem's wild swings between the left and right, China's sudden burst onto the world stage as both an economic and military power and two competing ideologies which parade as religious and non-religious. Yahweh's people are getting caught up in all of these. But the remnant bride will know the way to escape. Keep listening. I'll also report on another surprise and mostly unknown collusion between China and the U.S. that you may not know about and bring to light some information you need to know about COVID and DNA testing. Also, a new move by the Federal Reserve which puts the U.S. in the pocket of the Great Reset. Let's start with the latest COVID news. The World Health Organization sent a team of scientists to Wuhan, China, the BBC reported on January 14th. This week, they issued their report. Wow, that was fast. And surprise, their report vindicates China as the source of the biological weapon we now lovingly call COVID rather than the Wuhan virus. The BBC and the scientists' long-awaited probe comes after months of negotiations between the World Health Organization and Beijing. But the scientists didn't get right to work when they got there. They spent two weeks in quarantine first, followed by tough restrictions on where they could go and who they could talk to and what data they could study. The scientists were not out of quarantine until January 29th, and about two weeks later they issued their report the virus did not originate in China. Usually these kinds of investigations take weeks, months, or even years, but not this time. Just like magic, the scientists drew back the curtain, chose to not see the wizard sitting at the controls, and then issued their opinion that there was nothing to see behind the curtain. China has been saying for months that although Wuhan is where the first cluster of cases was detected, it is not necessarily where the virus originated. Professor Dale Fisher, a chair of the Global Outbreak and Response Unit at the WHO, told the BBC that most scientists believed that the virus was a natural event, but more work is needed to track down the virus's origin, so a new investigation could now focus on Southeast Asia. Their target? An animal pathway to make the case that the virus was not created in a laboratory, is not a biological weapon, and that China had nothing to do with it. It jumped from an animal to a human somehow, but no one yet knows how. The Who's visit to China raises more questions than it answered and does not absolve China of being the origin of the virus. China had much to gain from COVID. It helped China get a leg up on the world's economy, manipulated the U.S. 2020 election, and generally blasted itself onto the world stage so quickly and in a way that caught everyone off guard. China, it seems, is no longer satisfied to stay in the background undermining U.S. foreign policy in North Korea or boosting Iran's economy and military. Nope. 
China wants to now let the world's population know who is control, and the who is all too willing to comply. Not only is China no longer happy playing behind the scenes, now China wants every person's DNA on the planet. To this end, U.S. officials told CBS News 60 Minutes, the communist regime's aggressive collection of our most personal information presents a danger both to national security and our economy. As alarm bells ring across agencies, parties, and presidential administrations, different branches of government have taken action over the past year to stem the tide of our medical data flowing to China. The quest to control our biodata and, in turn, control healthcare's future, has become the new space race, with more than national pride in the balance. Our investigation begins with an unsolicited and surprising proposal that came from overseas at the onset of the COVID crisis, says 60 Minutes. Beijing Genomics Institute, a.k.a. BGO Group, the world's largest biotech firm, approached the first of the 50 states to have a COVID outbreak last spring, Washington, with an enticing offer. In a strikingly personal letter to the governor, BGI proposed to build and help run state-of-the-art COVID testing labs. BGI would, quote, provide technical expertise, unquote, provide, quote, high throughput sequencers, unquote, and even, quote, make additional donations, unquote. It seemed like an offer the state couldn't refuse, especially given the desperate need, but officials were suspicious about BGI and its connections to the Chinese government because BGI is the ultimate company that shows connectivity to both the communist state as well as the military apparatus. Bill Evanina, director of the United States National Counterintelligence and Security Center, suspects these lab offers are modern-day Trojan horses. BGI comes to the U.S. bearing gifts but harboring other motives. It's unclear whether BGI or any COVID tester would get DNA from nasal swabs, he says, but the labs are a way to establish a foothold, to bring their equipment here, start mining your data, and set up shop in your neighborhood. The authoritarian government of China and its leader Xi Jinping have been boldly open about their ambitions to beat the West and reap the benefits of advances in DNA science and technology. They have something called Made in China 2025. In these national strategies, they absolutely call out wanting to be the dominant leader in this biological age. Not only has China been suspected of creating new diseases to plague humanity, but China is now close to being in a position to offer people personalized, effective, low-cost health care, according to this article. That's going to be a temptation to those with incurable diseases that can be cured with gene therapy. Oh, and COVID, that's what COVID is, gene therapy. The price to pay for that, though, will be you giving your DNA to China. Bill Evanina says China's government understands that their future success hinges on accumulating large amounts of human DNA. They already have a huge domestic database of DNA, but they are now able to supplement that with data from all around the world to achieve the largest, most diverse data set. And so the ticking time bomb is that once they're able to achieve true artificial intelligence, then they're off to the races in what they can do with that data.
China has been using DNA to recreate human faces. This MIT Technology Review article says Chinese researchers are using blood taken from Uyghurs to try to work out how to use a DNA sample to recreate an image of a person's face. The technique is called DNA phenotyping. It analyzes the genes associated with traits like ancestry, skin color, and eye color to make predictions about what the sample donor may look like with varying degrees of certainty. Ethnicists fear that China will use DNA phenotyping as yet another tool in its crackdown on Uyghurs. The Chinese government is reportedly frantic to collect DNA from its own citizens without giving any reasonable explanation for why it needs such extensive data. The effort began, as much Chinese surveillance tech does today, among the oppressed Uyghur Muslims of Xinjiang province, but it quickly spread across the country with an emphasis on harvesting DNA from Chinese men. Matched against official family records, surveillance footage, or witness statements in police reports, these samples will become a powerful tool for the Chinese authorities to track down a man or a boy, or failing that, a relative of his, for whatever reason they deem fit, warned medical ethicist James Leibold in a July op-ed for the New York Times. Well, that's too kind. The idea is that and more likely because the Chinese want to replace kidnapped and imprisoned people with AIs that look identical to them so that family and friends don't know their real family member is missing and the AI can be a spy tool inside the family matrix. The BBC article says China uses less than honorable methods to vacuum up all sorts of data from outside their borders using both legitimate and illegitimate methods. They want access to every country's DNA databases and they are not willing to share information or scientific discoveries in their databases. Bill Evanina said China is number one in the world at any kind of hacking capability and they're brazen about it. China leads the world in creating tailored babies using gene editing. If Yeshua does not return soon, China will achieve what Hitler could not, creating a human super race. China is aligning their goals to match those of the global reset, which is to be complete by 2025. Remember I said they have something called Made in China 2025? Well, the Great Reset is supposed to be complete in 2025. According to CBS News, it isn't just China that is gathering our DNA. Corporations are also now in the DNA gathering race. The financial stakes for dominating the global biotech sector, the industry that's bringing us the COVID vaccine, are staggering, estimated to be worth up to $4 trillion a year. For perspective, that's more than the valuation of Amazon and Apple combined. Many U.S. companies want a piece of that pie and recognize that control over the future of health care lies in collecting and then analyzing massive quantities of data. So, like China, they too are building up vast libraries of health information. There are undeniable benefits to this potential cures and treatments, some already in use. But there's also a darker truth buried in the fine print. Companies, including some of the ones that sell those popular genealogy test kits, could profit off of consumers and their private medical data. In another CBS 60 Minutes interview, Bill Evanina said, sometimes Americans or people around the globe don't even know the value of their DNA, that that it even has value. Interviewer John Wertheim asked, 
So in recent years, millions of Americans have given away their DNA for ancestry searches. Is that risky? Bell Evanina answered, It's very risky, and I think the unknown is probably the riskiest part. So risky, in fact, that the U.S. military recently issued a warning to all service members instructing them not to use direct-to-consumer genealogy tests like those offered by Ancestry, 23andMe, and other companies. Quote, These genetic tests are largely unregulated and could expose personnel and genetic information. Outside parties are exploiting the use of genetic data. It is estimated now that about 50 million Americans have paid companies to have their DNA tested. The lure? Tracing their ancestry. These people paid to now have their very lives be in danger. What a scam. Companies like Ancestry.com and 23andMe may not use the data people paid them to collect to create their own AIs or clones. For these companies, your DNA becomes a great big revenue stream because DNA is so valuable. Revelation 18.13 says the merchants of the earth will trade in the souls of men. Did you ever wonder about that? Do you think John was simply calling human beings souls like seafaring or airline captains do regarding the people aboard their ship or airliner? Or could John have meant something else, something that he even possibly did not understand? Revelation 18.12 says the merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones and of pearls and fine linen, purple and silk and scarlet and all tying wood and all manner of vessels of ivory and all manner vessels of most precious wood and of brass and iron and marble. And then 13 continues and says cinnamon and odors and ointments and frankincense and wine and oil and fine flour and wheat and beasts and sheep and horses and chariots and slaves and souls of men. What if the souls of men is the DNA trading that is about to become a reality on the earth in these Noah-like end-time days? One way China is getting people's DNA is via the COVID testing. According to the Wall Street Journal, at least two federal agencies worked to distribute COVID-19 tests from a Chinese genetics company despite warnings about security risks from the U.S. intelligence and security officials. In the early days of the virus, BGI Group, or people trying to distribute its products, approached at least 11 states in a sometimes aggressive push to get the products into government-run laboratories or set up entire labs, according to people who received the approaches and documents. BGI China's leading genetics company enlisted a foundation tied to a former U.S. president and used a company linked to the United Arab Emirates top spy to promote its efforts. A prominent New York real estate lawyer threatened to complain to California's governor if state health officials there didn't use BGI's tests. Some of the company's testing supplies were used in Nevada, according to the head of the state's COVID-19 task force. BGI has tried in the past to get into the U.S. market and has sold testing equipment to U.S. private labs that advertise their work for government clients. Nevada ended up getting COVID-19 test equipment, including nasal swabs from BGI. They say gene sequencing machines that BGI was trying to sell to U.S. labs can also be used to catalog patients' DNA, raising privacy risks. The COVID-19 test kits that federal agencies promoted don't pose the same risk. 
but intelligence officials say they are concerned that BGI will parley the testing kits into a bigger role in the laboratories. BGI has undoubtedly taken advantage of the COVID-19 pandemic to expand its reach around the world, including the United States, says Bill Evanina. A BGI spokesperson said that in the U.S. in the U.S. rather, the company has sold only its COVID-19 tests authorized by the FDA. A senior U.S. official who has been tracking BGI said the company has grown quickly in part by providing equipment at low or no cost. In some cases, that official says, genomics data collected by the equipment gets stored on systems made by Huawei Technologies Company, the Chinese company that the U.S. government has called a security risk. While U.S. intelligence officials tried to keep BGI's products out of the country, other parts of the government were doing the opposite. The FDA granted emergency use authorization to BGI Americas, the company's U.S. subsidiary, for its COVID-19 test, and the FDA declined to comment on that. Also, Abu Dhabi, the Gulf Emirate, sent BGI testing equipment to federal agencies, according to documents obtained by the journal. The head of the infectious disease program at HHS offered the company's COVID-19 test kits to New Mexico, according to emails between HHS and New Mexico authorities. The state declined, the emails show. A senior official of the Federal Emergency Management Agency also offered tests to states. Spokespeople for both agencies said the equipment was not purchased directly from BGI. An email written by an aide to the HHS official in charge of infectious diseases said the BGI test kits were received from the UAE. An HHS spokeswoman said no one at the department knew how it got the test kits. Lobbyists in Ohio, Rhode Island, and Massachusetts shared pitches from BGI with each other but failed to interest those state governments. Breitbart reports that BGI produced millions of coronavirus test kits for sale around the world and was paid millions to build test labs in numerous countries, including key U.S. allies like Israel and Saudi Arabia. The Washington Post has warned that China and Russia are using everything from economic leverage to cyber attacks and real-world espionage to take control of the global supply chain for Chinese coronavirus vaccines. With so much to gain, does the WHO really think they can fool people into believing that China did not deliberately create and release a biological weapon on the earth for the purpose of destroying the U.S. elections so the U.S. can lead the whole Western world into a pivot toward China under the direction of Joe Biden? Who do they think they're kidding? This leads us to the next topic, the Great Reset, which the Biden administration is very rapidly leading Americans into. And guess what? This Great Reset has, as one of its leading nations, China. China is connected to the World Economic Forum, the WEF, through the WEF's summer Davos program established in 2007. This year, Xi Jinping was a main speaker at Winter Davos. She became the first Chinese leader to attend Davos in the winter in 2017, the same year that President Donald Trump attended for the first time. She presented China as a champion of globalization. WEF Executive Chairman Klaus Schwab said he expected Xi to show how China would take a responsive and responsible leadership role in global affairs at a turning point in history with the world needing new concepts to face the future. The new concept to face the future 
was the continuance to the United Nations Agenda 21, now renamed Great Reset. No journalist reported what was said in secret meetings about how the New World Order would name themselves globalists, thus giving them a shiny new finish to their facade. No one who was willing to report on the contents of the secret meetings that always happen at Davos was present. But you can bet that behind those closed doors, they were orchestrating everything, all the way down to how they would ensure a win for the Maoist communist U.S. Democrats in 2020. For instance, there were things happening behind closed doors during the Trump administration, and right there in the White House, which were all orchestrated starting at Davos in 2017. Who knew that Bill Barr, Trump's trusted attorney general, was working for Biden while also representing Trump? How do we know he was working for Biden? Because Bill Barr was the one who created all those executive orders that magically appeared on Biden's desk on his first day in office. Listen to Peter Navarro explain to Fox News Sunday Morning Futures with Maria Bartiromo. Before an executive order reaches the president's desk, it must first be vetted. It's vetted by the Department of Justice, which begs the question, how are 17 of these executive orders ready to go and waiting for President Biden to sign minutes after inauguration on day one? Former White House Trade Advisor Peter Navarro prepared executive orders for President Trump. He knows the process better than most. Peter, good morning to you. Good to see you. So let's talk about that in terms of the executive orders. What is the process, Peter? Take us through uh, to, to, so that we can better understand how it was that President Biden was able to get so many EOs out on day one. Sure, Maria. In my uh, term, four years at the uh, White House, I probably drafted over 50 of these orders. What you have to do is make sure you have the statutory authority to do what you're going to do, right? And the last checkbox that needs to be done is at the Department of Justice for what's called form and legality. Now, here's here's the news behind the news. Bill Barr, President Trump's attorney general, actually turns out to be also Joe Biden's first attorney general. Because here was what was happening. We had over 30 executive orders queued after Election Day, ready to go. But we kept running into all these roadblocks and roadblocks and hurdles. It turns out that Bill Barr's Office of Legal Counsel was fast-tracking all of these Biden EOs. Uh, and, and, and basically, it was a deep state coup. Now... This has implications, Maria. I'll tell you about one that got away from us, and I'll tell you about one that Biden did. The first one that Biden did is, is an abomination. We did a beautiful executive order. I worked with Bruce Walker and Dan Brule over the Department of Energy and Mark Menzies to basically prevent the communist Chinese from selling bulk power equipment into our electricity grid. If we ever have a conflict with China, they're much more likely to pull down our electricity grid using cyber attacks than they are to, say, drop a bomb on us. Why? Because that's modern warfare Chinese style, right? So we had this beautiful order. One of the orders that Bill Barr helped Joe Biden do was to basically wow. unwind that order. So bad news there. Uh, but th- at the same time, um, I yeah. was trying to hold get on, through this on. really good I, I, order on offshoring, and we, we, we couldn't ask. get that through. Yes, everything that has happened in the U.S. was orchestrated from the Davos World Economic Forum with China involved as a leader for the first time. The wheels of the Great Reset were still rolling along a little slower in 2017 after the election of Donald Trump, yet they still rolled. Now, in 2021, under the Biden administration, the wheels are rolling at breakneck speed in America at the same time that China's race car thunders down Reset Road. And now, just to speed up the world's progress toward the Great Reset, the U.S. Federal Reserve has recently joined a little-known international conglomerate of central banks. 
all fundamentally committed to enforcing the green, eco-friendly dictates of the anti-life global governance Paris Agreement in line with the Great Reset. The move has raised alarms because one of the goals of this all-powerful world banking conglomerate appears to be to decimate the entire fossil fuel industry and the many thousands of industries and millions of jobs related to it. In September, LifeSite News warned that COVID-19 is being used as a means to implement extreme globalist practices to promote the green agenda. The site noted the shocking climate change connection to the Wuhan virus mitigation policies and that it is really about implementing the extreme Paris Climate Change Accord policies and U.S. Sustainable Development Goals, a.k.a. Agenda 21, the Great Reset and World Depopulation Goals. Yep. Bill Barr and Joe Biden worked behind Trump's back towards the end of his administration to prepare all those executive orders that upended America's fossil fuel independence. This is probably why Barr quit the Trump administration in December 2020 ahead of when he actually needed to. He was going to be a busy boy. In December 2020... The U.S. Federal Reserve Board announced that it had joined the network of central banks and the supervisors for greening the financial system, NGFS, which is an international group of central banks and supervisors with the purpose of transforming the global economy in alignment with green sustainable policies. Noting the move, the New York Times wrote that it was a welcome success for Democrats who had been pushing for this and described it as an evolution for the Federal Reserve in terms of paying much closer and more public attention to extreme weather events and their potential risk to the financial system. Reporting on the news, Breitbart observed how it was peculiar that the left, particularly the Green Movement, had greeted the Federal Reserve's move with applause, given that historically the left had been mostly hostile to big financial institutions, seeing them as pillars of capital. The almost unknown NGFS was born at the Paris One Planet Summit, In December 2017, 2017 was a pivotal year with the aim of strengthening the global response required to meet the goals of the Paris Agreement and to enhance the role of the financial system to manage risks and to mobilize capital for green and low-carbon investments in the broader context of environmentally sustainable development. That's the same year that Xi Jinping appeared as the new rising star of Davos. And guess which banks belong to this mysterious central banking organization? Well, one of them is the People's Bank of China. Another one is the Bank of Israel. As of December 14, 2020, the NGFS consists of 83 members and 13 observers. The member banks are some of the most influential in the world with national and international names such as Bank of Canada, Bank of England, Banque de France, Dubai Financial Services Authority, Central or European Central Bank, Japan FSA. People's Bank of China, Swiss National Bank, and the good old U.S. Federal Reserve. The group's first comprehensive report from 2019 offers an example of what sort of work the NGFS is actually involved in. It plans to globally cooperate with policymakers, the financial sector, academia, and other stakeholders to distill best practices in addressing climate-related risks. Climate change and climate-related risks are a source of financial risk, the group declared. We need to take action, and we cannot and will not do this alone.
We will globally cooperate with policymakers, the financial sector, academia, and other stakeholders to distill best practices in addressing climate-related risks. As part of its action, the NGFS released six recommendations to banks and policymakers based upon the 2015 Paris Agreement outlining the path to a low-carbon economy and calling equality for net zero to prevent further climate change. Biden's pick for Treasury Secretary is Janet Yellen who served in the Obama administration. Yellen is very on board with the Green New Deal, which is what the Paris Climate Accord is called in the U.S. in order to confuse everyone under which the globalists intend to reset the world by using COVID to halt the economy and turn the globe in an entirely different direction. This article from... The TheFinancialPost.com says that Yellen can pursue aggressive climate policies without political interference and work with the NGFS to limit global warming, reduce the effect of climate change, and enact policies which further this goal throughout the world. The third aim is less known, says the article and pertains directly to the financial element of the agreement, ensuring that the future of global finance is directly connected to the various climate change efforts laid down in the Paris Agreement. It reads, Making finance flows consistent with a pathway towards low greenhouse gas emissions and climate-resilient development. Yellen fits into the Great Reset Agenda, and now the U.S. dollar is officially tied to the implementation of the Paris Climate Accord, whether or not the Green New Deal is ratified in Congress. Yellen linked U.S. finance to the implementation of the Green Agenda of the Paris Agreement, which Biden re-entered on his first day under an executive order created by Bill Barr. All of the NGFS's green policies and plans align closely with the World Economic Forum's Globalist Great Reset. And the Great Reset involves a virus that came straight out of China. The World Economic Forum's founder, Klaus Schwab, has used the COVID-19 virus as an opportunity to present its plan of a great reset of complete societal alteration and structural shifts. In June 2020, Schwab wrote that the coronavirus outbreak was exacerbating the climate and social crises and that as a result the world would become less sustainable, less equal and more fragile. But to keep people in the dark, the WHO absolved China of the Wuhan virus pandemic. How is COVID making the climate worse? Well, those out of the know are not being told because those in the know are not explaining how city streets empty of cars around the world is increasing the Earth's climate footprint. The Great Resetters are also not explaining how the Earth's carbon footprint is heating up all five inner planets of the solar system either, but that's for another show. The UK's Prince Charles, a major proponent of the Great Reset, echoed Schwab by saying that COVID was an opportunity we've never had before and may never have again. Klaus Schwab must be just about to tinkle in his pants. He's got the world's two biggest economies backing him, China and the U.S., and a way to depopulate the planet and make a supreme human race by selecting only the best DNA that can be found in a database. And now I want to say something about Janet Yellen. You've heard me say that Jerusalem is the most important factor in the end of days. 
Yeshua's focus is on his city, which right now is even more defiled than it was in Jeremiah's or Yeshua's times, and he will clean it up. But you have also recently been hearing me focus on the widening split between the two brands of communism, Maoist and Bolshevik. Let me explain that what we are witnessing is not an either-or situation wherein the enemy is either Jerusalem or China. Yahweh has set the trap of confusion on both sides. And I want to attempt to unravel some of it in the rest of this report and then explain how to escape it. The enemy of Yahweh's remnant bride is Jerusalem because of our testimony about Yeshua and our keeping the commandments. But Yahweh is stirring up a larger and wider enemy against all of his people who are scattered around the world, both those who believe Yeshua and those who don't. Yahweh's remnant bride will suffer at the hands of the Jews and their Antichrist in Matthew 24 verses 3 to 14. But before the Jews who need to be in power to cause the Antichrist to rise can achieve that, there has to be this internal war between the non-religious leftist Jews and religious rightist Jews. Janet Yellen is a leftist, non-religious Jew, and she is just one of many of Biden's cabinet Jews. Why is this important? Am I just being a Jew hater? Or is there more to this that pertains to end times Bible prophecy? Because these are leftist, atheist, Maoist, communist Jews, and they are fighting the rightist, Bolshevik, Kabbalist Jews for supremacy both in Israel and around the world, this pertains to the end times prophecies. Trump surrounded himself with Jews too. Remember? Yahweh said the house of Judah would play a major role in the tribulation. So no matter which Jewish side wins the fight, there will be a Jewish Antichrist in Jerusalem to kill Yeshua's remnant bride. In order for this to play out, Yahweh is also stirring up another, wider enemy with a coalition of nations that include Iran, Iraq, Syria, Hezbollah, Russia, and China. While the Maoist leftist Jews fight with the Bolshevik rightist Jews, with Christians in tow on both sides, Yahweh is raising the enemy they're in bed with to later destroy them. This is exactly how the biblical pattern works. Just read the history of the kings. By the way, Yaakov Antomerva is doing a spectacular job of showing us this pattern in his study of the kings of Israel in both houses after Solomon. You will gain much by listening to his teachings and the midrashes on them in our fellowship. Every time an Israelite king whether from the house of Judah or the house of Israel, got involved in an alliance against the other house, Yahweh punished his people by having their allied nation turn on them and attack. That pattern is playing out now on the world stage in the end of days. The leftists are aligning with China. The rightists are aligning with Russia. Both of these nations will be used by Yahweh to judge his people in the tribulation for the 2900 year civil war that they are still carrying on with each other. China and Russia are both enemies of the U.S. and Israel. Why? Because that's where all the Jacobites from all 12 tribes are scattered. China and Russia are allies of each other and are part of the Iranian 4 plus 2 coalition which will have its 
three and a half years to try to rule the earth in the second half of the tribulation. The first half will be the Jewish Antichrist making that attempt. You see, Yahweh is already setting up the final battle between the brethren and is setting up the very enemies each side is in bed with to turn on them. You read about that in Revelation 17. Another way to view this is that Yahweh is allowing the Judeo-Christian beast of Revelation 13, 11 to 18 to rise to power. But he is also maneuvering those nations who will be part of the Revelation 17 beast into position. The Revelation 13 Judeo-Christian beast is helping the Jerusalem whore rise to power. She will be destroyed by the Revelation 17 beast. And when this happens, the Revelation 13 beast will also be destroyed at the same time because its life will depend on Jerusalem ruling the world. Once Jerusalem the mystery Babylon whore is gone, the Judeo-Christian beast will have lost and the Revelation 17 beast, which will be led by Shiite Islam, will rise. The left is in collusion with its own enemy, China, just as the right under Trump was in collusion with its enemy, Russia, The Trump faction is gone, and the Biden faction is here, and Janet Yellen is firmly with China, the same China that is in coalition with Iran, who wants to kill all Israelis and Christians. Let me put it another way. That Revelation 17 beast will try to kill all the people from all 12 of Jacob's tribes, whether or not they are religious or secular. Now, that was a mouthful and probably not adequately explained. The swing between the left and right in both Israel and America is designed by Yahweh to confuse his people so they don't really know who their enemy is. They foolishly believe that if they agree with their enemy, that their enemy then becomes their friend. Those who remain engaged with one faction or another are still involved in Babylon. Babylon is Satan's system from the start. Those rooting for the rise of the left or the right are continuing in Satan's Babylon confusion. They think they know their enemy, but they don't. Because even Yahweh's own Jacobite people, Jews and Christians, are his enemy until he judges them and pours his spirit out on them. But the remnant bride understands this and withdraws from the fray. The bride leaves Babylon. What does it mean to get out of Babylon? Last week... I said, get out of Babylon in every way there is available to do that, including removing your body from the danger zone. But how do you do that? Getting out of Babylon requires a paradigm shift, a mental transition from a religious mindset to a citizenship mindset. In the religious minds of Judaism and Christianity, the push is to convert the other to their theology. To the citizen mind, the thrust is toward serving the king and his kingdom and helping people to immigrate from Satan's realm to Yeshua's. This latter aim requires first withdrawal from the religion and politics of the world. You may be asking why I then continue to report on what is happening in the news in religion and politics. Well, 
It isn't so you will be fueled to fight for whichever religious or political side you agree with. It's so you will see the way of escape, both spiritually and physically, by seeing the world through Yahweh's eyes. Because all of those people in all of those religions and those upholding all of those various political views are slated for his destruction. Escaping involves having the testimony of Yeshua and keeping his laws which govern his kingdom. Revelation 12:17. You can't be in his kingdom unless you, number one, know him and know that he is your king and two you are a citizen in right standing in other words you are a righteous citizen because you keep the laws of the kingdom the remnant bride with these two attributes is the evidence that Yeshua's kingdom exists on the earth We are his placeholders while Satan's kingdom rages around us. Getting out of Babylon involves first a change in mindset followed by a possible change in the location where our bodies reside. But there is a caveat to this because some of Yahweh's remnant are slated to be martyred. Besides getting out of the Babylon mindset, one must be called to escape. Only the worthy and those called to escape can do so. You must ask the Father for His will for you. Are you to escape? Are you to do so now or later? Or are you to stay where you are and possibly be martyred? Or perhaps you will be one of those who are gathered to the wilderness later. This is all between you and Yahweh. My job is to call people to come out of Babylon in their minds and hearts. Your job is to work toward that in whatever way Yahweh wants you to. Be sure to check out this week's news, news, and prophecy headlines, the most important headlines of this week that are fulfilling Bible prophecy. That's it for this Beast Watch News update. This is Kimberly Rogers Brown signing off. Click over to BeastWatchNews.com for full comprehensive coverage of all the headlines fulfilling end of days Bible prophecy.